Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clucot. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Where do we pick up from? Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. This is the center of the city. Oh, damn it. Now here's late night drunk diner Luke Anderson. Neurotic sociopath Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Hey, hey, welcome in to a Saturday morning edition of Sinner and the Saint. No Luke today. He is in Texas uh, wearing a cowboy hat, which we can just only assume. I don't know. I don't talk to him during the week, so I actually don't know where he is. But joining me this morning is a very special guest. I think you might know him as one Mr. Andy Darkins. You can talk to him. Thanks for having me, Will. I'm excited to be here. It's an honor. It is an honor. This is the second time you and I have done this. It's usually every summer there's like a point where nobody in the office wants to come in and do this show to either give Luke and I a break. And so then it's not so much that I got to call in the B squad, the C squad or the D squad. I got to call in the ringer. Oh, I think it's more your last best hope. No, no, it's the ringer. My friend, trust me. We might as well um, make this a tradition and call it the second annual, the second brothers annual. host center in the Saint. Well, it's the Beaver brothers edition of center in the Saint. <laughs> No pun intended. And the thing is, is that we came around to this time of year, too, and uh, we have a general email box here at uh, 1080 The Fan, and there was literally just email upon email of people saying, when am I going to get the Beaver Brothers? I want my Beaver. I'm clamoring for the Beaver. Well, I think you're being sarcastic. Um, No. I'm telling you, man. the, The real messages have been, who's the sinner and who's the saint? Well, I'm supposed to be the saint. Oh. Because I'm a pescatarian. I see. Yes. Can you remind uh, our listeners what that means exactly? Well, pescatarian basically means that I eat fish and I uh, eat a very clean, healthy lifestyle of life. Now, What about red meat? Do no, either? I don't eat red meat. No, okay. there's no red meat. And you've been very critical of me about the type of stuff I eat, which usually every single morning I have pineapple. And I, I believe this is a direct quote. You said, don't eat pineapple. That's a skanky fruit. I'm not so sure I said that. I think you need to go back and check your sources. I'm checking the tapes. My real concern about your diet is your testosterone levels. I've noticed some changes in your body that are disconcerting. What do you mean? The fact I have a Prius now? 
Exactly. Yeah. Well, every single time I press on the pedal, it sounds like a weak fart. <sighs> well, we got a full show for you here today. As you might imagine, it is July, mid-July. So uh, the fact we don't have a Major League Baseball team here means we're bored and we're trying to find stories. Uh, coming up in the next segment, we'll talk about the big blockbuster trade that happened this past week. Uh, with the Thunder and the Rockets. Bla uh, Trailblazers uh, finished up summer league play last night against the Bucks with a win. We'll kind of discuss some of the uh, best players from that. Uh, 945 is good versus evil. Uh, top of next hour to... Actually, this is breaking news, I think, just this morning or either last night, that uh, one of the voices, one of the longtime voices of the Trailblazers just retired. Uh, so we'll kind of have some fun with uh, what's next for that. Uh, Ten fifteen, we want to talk a little bit about the uh, bear, uh, the All Star Game for the MLB that happened this past week. Really, no in depth analysis about it, just because uh, really the most stunning part was this was the lowest rated All Star Game ever, <laughs> like ever. That's counting streaming and television numbers. So uh, baseball is dying. Ten thirty. Uh, we're going to kind of dive a little bit into the U S women's national soccer team and their world cup win. And of course we'll finish off the show with what to watch. Now we are, you and I probably the only Beaver fans left in this city. Is that right? That's correct. I want to just kind of start this off with a, what is your favorite moment of playing football at Oregon state? My favorite, Favorite moment? Yeah. Beating the Ducks in 2005. Who was on that Ducks team? Um, Dennis Dixon. Um, uh, okay, so Dennis Dixon was on Mike the team. Mike Bellotti. Mike Bellotti was on the team. I think he played center. <laughs> I don't know, man. That mustache. was a long time ago. Now, is that that was the game I remember when uh, Oregon went back into the locker room after uh, warm-ups and they put on the jerseys with the the thing on the shoulder pads? No, we lost that one. Oh, you lost that one. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? Uh, I would have to say my favorite moment was probably going to El Paso for the Sun Bowl. 3-0, baby. 3-0 against that. Pitt. Yeah. And uh, probably one of the best moments of that was um, it was Dave Wanstatt who was coaching that team. For like no reason at all, uh, it was really weird that he would even. They brought him back for one game. Yeah, yep. they they pretty much were just like, "Hey, Dave Wadenstat, we need something to uh, make us relevant." And so we got up there, and uh, usually when you go to bowl games, uh, there's this dinner you go to. It's like a a, a charity dinner where uh -huh. people get together, and uh, it's the players, and they usually have the coaches come up and say something. Some of the players come up and say something. Anyway, so the coaches get up there, and Mike Riley comes up, and he has his whole thing where he talks about you know. Uh, you know, we're really excited to be here. And then Wanstack gets up there and he basically just gives this like one and a half minute half-ass speech. Like, um, you know, we're excited to be here. And, uh, thanks to the sponsor. Thank you. You're drunk. <laughs> and then, uh, Andy just found the drop board. So my favorite story about Dave Wanstat, I was talking to a guy that played at Stanford while he was the head coach there. And he told me he gathered the team together at, some point early on when he begun and he said in the most serious voice i got a couple rules for the team one no guns in the locker room <laughs> because apparently when he was at pit 
like somebody brought a gun to the locker room and threatened him with it and the team at Stanford was like yeah dude clearly I don't think we're we gonna know. have a gun issue at Stanford <laughs> well, it was pretty much that like Pitt had just hardened him so bad that now he just didn't really know what he was doing Christ <laughs> uh, LaShawn McCoy was on that team shady yeah and so I'm kind of thinking that could be the case that McCoy might have been the one that was kind of, uh, you know, well, this was before your time, though. But. What are you looking forward to most this season from your Beavers besides us beating the Ducks? Uh, us beating the Ducks? Yeah. I would be absolutely stunned if we did that. What am I looking for? Oh, I think it's without a doubt. Oh, you, oh really? You're yeah. just booking it right now? I'm booking it right now. You, I mean, we've got it on air. <laughs> Put it on the tape, baby. Play the tape back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would just say probably three wins. If we got three wins, I'd be pretty happy. I think we need more than that. I think we need like five. I think it's pretty sad that I can only expect three, and I don't know if we're going to get three. Actually, we had Jonathan Smith in the studio about, uh, I think it was about a month ago. How'd he do? He was good, man. You know, meeting that guy, uh, you realize that he really does have his ass together. Like he, it's, it's, it seems like he's very organized and he knows what's going on. It's just the fact that like, Hey, I need more energy out of you. Yeah. Well, I, you know, he's just, he, he to me, whenever, when I've met him, it seems like he would help me apply for my next mortgage. Okay. Like he doesn't get me pumped up. Okay. Like out of a football coach, I need somebody who's just going to get me jacked up big time. Well, and some, um, some head guys hire assistants to do that or they leave it to the players what gives me confidence about smith is that he understands what it takes to win at that's Oregon right state and he came up under chris peterson who is a silver fox if i must say yeah he is he's one of Did those you guys see his spread in gentlemen's quarterly wait he was in gentlemen's quarterly no no i was gonna say i got the i got the mailer but oh all right i didn't see him he is actually i can confirm that a hot um chris peterson and paul rudd two dudes that don't seem to age very much you like Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd doesn't age, dude. He's seriously, like, I. he might dye his hair because that thing has to have gone great. At this point, he's 50. But, like, his face looks the exact same as it was when he was in Clueless. What's your favorite um, Paul Rudd movie? Clueless. Oh. Obviously. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a genius. Yes, that's Luke trying to be a genius. I'm just taking a look at pictures of Chris Peterson, too. And he also has... Um, and then you can tell me if you think this. He has I just farted face. Oh. You know, like uh -huh. the, the kind of like smug, little bit smile, nervous smile. Of like, yeah, I just farted and I hope you're not going to smell it. Hey, what do the listeners want us to talk about today? I, I, I'd be curious. And, you know, please <laughs> text in to the text line. It's the better you today text. The line. better you today text line. It's 55305. And let us know. We want to hear from you. <laughs> Because we're here, um, yeah, we're here to entertain. <laughs> I do like that uh, you're making this seem like we didn't do show prep, which that is true. We didn't do show prep because uh, now it's like, you know, we're kind of revealing our cards. And I guess I should have talked to you about that before time. This is really on me that I should have told you that's like a, a cardinal rule hey, in radio. No, we did show prep. What are you talking about? That's true. Last no, night. We're ready to rip. We're ready to rip and I'm ride. Excited to be here. Well, already on the Better You Day text line 55305. I like the Beavers, but don't sleep on Rutgers. Um, 
I don't even know who the hell is on Rutgers. I don't even know that. I know Ray Rice was on Rutgers, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Somebody else I want Andy to push all the buttons. This is fun having the Beaver brothers on together. I am anti Damian Lillard. That's not Andy, but that's me. Uh, I don't, th I don't, I just, I it's more confused noises. What? Well, come on. Yeah. Yeah. What else we got here? You know, I'm going to watch Norbit. Um, yeah. So you got a uh, Beaver Brothers edition of Sinner and the Saint. And we're going to uh, dive into uh, maybe a little bit more football later. But coming up next, James Harden and Russell Westbrook are teammates. Chris Paul is alone in OKC. And some say he could be traded. But we're going to tell you why it might be better for our, all parties if he just stayed put. You got the Beaver Brothers on Sinner and the Saint on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Sinner and Saint with you here on a Saturday. No Luke today. He might be back next week. He went to Texas, most likely to look at uh, houses that he wants to buy. Well, he's eating barbecue, too. Yeah, uh, our, um, our uh, boss man, Jeff Austin, was giving him a bunch of places to uh, check out the... Uh, to check out while he's down there. So, what part of Texas is he in? I think he is going to Austin. Odd diggity. Yeah, pretty cool. Torchy's Tacos. Five five three zero five. Better you today. Text sign. Somebody's already requested that we talk about the sororities that have the hottest girls at OSU. I think we're past that because we're both in our thirties now. So if we started talking about that, it might get creepy. And to clarify, yes, we are brothers. There was a question that came in on this. We are related. We do have um, the same mother, two brothers. Yeah. You're saying that like we don't have the same dad either. No, no, same dad too. Yeah, yeah. Important clarification. We have clarification. the same mother. <laughs> Pretty I much had, something you're not telling me. I had so. to think about it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, That's really good. Uh, all right, so this week in the NBA, if you were under a rock, you uh, probably didn't hear about the fact that there was a blockbuster deal with the OKC trading Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets in exchange for Chris Paul. There's also a bunch of picks that were with it. I want to say it was like five or something, uh, two, which are conditional here in the next four years. Um, this, it's all the rage. It's all the rage. All this the kids are talking about it. The big headlines. <laughs> Usually this is what you do in the second segment. And again, I'm going to take responsibility for not giving you better radio training in the second segment. You kind of start off with your uh, hottest topic of the week. Okay. Yeah. So we're in it right now. Yep. Yeah. That's the good part. Yeah. So we get this trade that happens, and everybody all week was kind of speculating where are they going to put Russell Westbrook? Because Russell Westbrook, for the most part, was the lone man in OKC with a contract that was ballooning, uh, you know, somewhere near the $110 million mark. And so you had to try to figure a way out to get him off the roster and get as many picks as you could. And now I think OKC has something like 15 picks between now. I'm sorry, 15 first round picks between now and 2024. They call that leverage and yeah. assets. Yes, leverage and assets. And you have to think that OKC will most likely want to uh, build through the draft in the years to come. Uh, I don't see any star 
uh, coming there and then signing a contract after getting traded. The other thing is I don't see too many stars right now that would be willing to get traded or teams that would be willing to give up stars right now. So OKC is really in this situation where you truly are rebuilding. But what was left over was Chris Paul, Cliff Paul's brother. I don't know what you do with Chris Paul if you're OKC. Well, I think for starters, you know, what a great influence to have on these younger players. Here's a guy that's had a successful NBA career and frankly impressive State Farm commercials. Yeah, those State Farm commercials are great. Now, you could tell in the last couple ones, him he and was, James Harden hated each other. Oh, you thought so? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yes. They they do not like their each other's company at all. Well, is that just because one of them, like, messes up the kitchen and it, and it gets... Well, that was James. Okay. And so James messed up the kitchen by putting metal uh, oh, in yeah, the microwave. Oh, yeah, into the microwave. Yeah. yeah. What a jerk. And well, and then the, the other commercial was that they were sitting watching a Blazer game, which is crazy, right? Uh, and they had uh, the mascot. They invited the mascot over for lunch. And once they started hearing jump around, the mascot took out a T-shirt cannon. It was just firing it everywhere around the house. I had such a problem with that commercial. <laughs> Why? Because in an age of mass gun violence, to Whoa. even slightly suggest that you're going to use an automatic weapon to fire an object. I mean, honestly, it was it was offensive to me, and I'm frankly shocked that it got past the uh, censorship police at State Farm. Well, thank goodness you weren't on the uh, test audience panel. No kidding. I would have thrown a fit. I think you probably would have. You and uh, the four, other two 43-year-old mothers who... Uh, we're getting mad at it. I take that as a compliment. Yeah, I bet you would. So do the Thunder trade their picks or do they just draft and draft? I mean, odds are it's a combination of both. Well, it's interesting because you do have 15 picks over this span that are all in the first round. And to most teams, that is pretty popular. That, that's something that is pretty valuable to most teams out there. But again, you go back to the fact that you look at all the other superstars that you could get with these picks, even nominal players that are still like, you know, hovering around that all-star status. You don't know if you're going to be able to get them to sign there and stay there. OKC is a small market team that has basically masqueraded as a tier one team for its entire existence. And that's because of the fact that they were able to start their journey with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, which two were two players that we knew right off the bat were going to be perennial all-stars. But we've never gotten to the point where they are like who we were in the uh, late 2000s, which was this team trying to figure out their identity. The Portland Trailblazers, after Brandon Roy got hurt, were basically, oh. they were clueless. They were, they were without identity. And so now that's kind of where OKC is. You don't really have an identity. You have Cliff Paul. Oh, sorry, Chris Paul. But you don't necessarily have anything that's going to, you know, help you stay on the map here. I don't know. Well, um, there are rumors, and Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting. Now, that I want to make sure that you're reporting that because you didn't go to journalism school at a community college like I did. So I can understand you didn't have the proper training. You're reporting this right. Is that correct? Uh, well, okay. There's whispers. Whispers. that. So you got some sources that are whispering. Yeah, anonymous sources are saying OKC is dangling three of those picks to the heat for Myers Leonard. Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay. I, that seems unlikely. Okay, all right. 
I won't push it. Him and Steven Adams on the same team. <laughs> Two huge muscled white guys who care too much about their hair. Yeah, well, he's got good hair. Well, the other thing about Chris Paul being on OKC that I think is kind of interesting is that, you know, if you are the Thunder, you have to also think about this from an economic standpoint, which is how am I going to sell tickets now? Because you really don't have a player besides Chris Paul that's going to make a big draw. Well, it's a different pitch. It's, hey, rise with us. Come help build the dream. Come help grow this ship. You can it's only a fresh, grow. It's a fresh start. You got to acknowledge that when you're marketing this. It, you, you can't sell a false pretense that we're going to compete for the conference title this year. Invest yeah. in us, yeah. in our future. No, I understand. It, it's just that that didn't seem to work for the uh, Cavaliers for like 10 years. And I don't think that seemed to work with the Blazers, at least in the late 2000s. Dude, there was a point at which Hashim Thabit was on our team, which I think a lot of people kind of forget that a uh, really weird guy from Georgetown that was massive was on our team for some reason. So, um, you know... It, it it really changes the landscape this trade does. And I know that a lot of people were kind of getting pumped up initially when they heard about it. And 55305 is the better you today text line. You know, we want to hear from you. Does this really now put Houston in position to be, I want to say, what, a top three contender in the West? Because the West is so friggin' loaded at this point that you have the Lakers now kind of forming their own big three with LeBron. DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, then the Warriors are still going to be able to Wait, hang around. He's in L.A. now? He's in L.A. now. I missed that. Ryan in the 541 says, my same sources mentioned the same Myers-Leonard trade. Can confirm. Ryan, thank you. No, Ryan, please don't encourage him. That's, come on. I don't even, you don't have sources. Who are your sources? Well, they prefer to remain confidential. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Um, but you have to think about that, right? Who's the Blazers' big three? Who's the Blazers' big three? Well, you got Nurk, CJ, Dame. Hey, what if what if Whiteside comes in and plays great and just averages a double double to start the season? Do you do you bring Nurk in and start him over Whiteside? Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. So no matter what, no matter how well Whiteside plays, you put Nurk in when Nurk's ready. Yes. Why? Because money. You've put in a lot of money into use of Nurkic. Uh -huh. The NBA, and this kind of goes back to our point with Chris Paul, right? Is the idea that the NBA a lot of times is about the economics of the game. If you're going to spend a lot of money on a guy, you might as well just play him. I mean, that was the theory with Myers Leonard. Uh, unfortunately, his lack of talent outweighed the idea of how much money hey, we were giving him. Hey, he was developing. He He's was developing project. for two games. Now, did you see the picture of him... Uh, that his wife took uh, once he got to Miami. No. It's pretty amazing. It's him at a computer desk with like some Arnold Schwarzenegger sunglasses on, just looking at a computer screen. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he belongs in South Beach, which, by the way, I would like to say, I think that is the perfect location for Myers Leonard. Oh, completely. I mean, I, I would imagine that if you were an NBA player, that would probably be where you would want to go. You're a tan man. You love oh, getting tan. Not a bad deal. Yeah. There's no better place to actually get traded where you really have zero pressure and you get to live in Miami. I mean, that's the destination place, right? So what's your, um, hello? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Cut out there. Uh, I don't, th I don't, I just, I,
Anyway. Better use a text lines 55305. I think Houston has two black holes circling each other, and whether they're good or not, we're all going to get sucked in. Uh, that one's from Carl Sagan from Beyond the Grave. Thanks, Carl. Thank you, Carl. He's a P1, actually. Good for Carl. Yeah, it's just that, you know, again, you get two incredibly ball-dominant players, right? You get uh, James Harden, who basically was running point guard for a quarter of the season last year, and Russell Westbrook, who at times during his career had to be the only scorer on his team. I mean, that was pretty much his MVP season when he averaged a triple-double was the fact that he had no help. He had Victor Oladipo, but, I mean... We've all just learned at this point that nobody can really play effectively with Russell Westbrook. That's what makes me think this isn't going to work. Oh, no, no. I, hey, they've played together. I mean, those are two guys that kind of came up in the league together, young 20s, playing on an early Thunder team that had a shot. I mean, this has, par- this has the makings of a storybook season. Did, 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 do you think they partied a lot, him, Durant? I don't get that sense. Hard. Really? No, I don't really either. I kind of felt like they did. I would like to think they did. Oh. Like, I would like to think they had a lot of fun in OKC. Well, you can have fun without partying, Will. <laughs> I mean, you get a nice dinner and go to the movies. So that was what it was. It was that trio getting a nice dinner together. Well, yeah, they go going to the state see. farm agent. <laughs> Dude, Cliff knew all the good restaurants in OKC. Well, and you know what? This, you make a good point because now when I think about it, I mean... James Harden is signed by State Farm probably for a certain amount of years, right? Like, that's a talent contract. Like, it was probably three or four years. Uh-huh. Do you think he brings Russell Westbrook into the State Farm commercials? It's likely. It'd be a great, you know, gimmick. Because they had Russell Westbrook in some promos for Men in Black, and he's a really awful actor. Like, uh-huh. he just, like, doesn't know what's going on all the time. He doesn't know that the camera's in front of him and that he's saying words. It's kind of odd. And so I kind of think if you got those two together, it would make even worse commercials. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna play really well together. I think there's a mutual respect there between the two that um, they were separated. They went off. They made a name for you know for themselves. Uh, became MVPs, and now they're kind of rejoining in the so-called twilight of their career to make a run at it. And I think they both have a chip on their shoulder. And hey, watch out! When Russ has a chip on his shoulder, he gets triple doubles. He does. Look at you. See, man, I told you. All you got to do is use that sports euphemism book right there. I gave it to you. You just flip the pages and use those words. There is, There are certain phrases you just need to interject. Well, you know, it's all about ball control, right? <laughs> all right, coming up next. The Portland Trailblazers Summer League finished last night. Even though they got a win over the Milwaukee Bucks, they did not get the amount of wins they needed to actually go further into the tournament itself. For some reason, the summer league works like that. Some weird round robin thing. Uh, but well, we're gonna... they, they did it to increase viewership. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the tease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Blazers summer league coming up next. Uh, Center and St. Tennessee, the fan, but first here's some news. I'm watching Wimbledon right now. It's the uh, men's doubles final. And uh, they just showed Woody Harrelson there. Oh, cool. <laughs> he looks like, uh, first of all, looks great for his age. But he also looks like he came late. And he's like, oh, crap. I thought this was men's singles. 
Well, isn't he a, a big marijuana user, too? Who, Woody? Yeah. Yeah, he's a big advocate. That might contribute to his uh, look of disheveledness. You think he's just perma-confused? Perma-stoned? Yeah. Did you watch Indecent Proposal? No, what is that? It is Woody Harrelson and Robert Redford. <laughs> Wait, is that an old movie? It's older. Oh, really? Robert Redford offers Woody Harrelson a million dollars to spend one night with his wife. Oh, no, I do know that movie now. There's a new Netflix show, What If, that uses a similar premise, except it's um, the other way around. So how's that? It's Renee Zellweger, and Renee Zellweger offers um, a woman a million dollars to spend one night with. I'll tell you what, I, I wouldn't take the money for Renee Zellweger. I'll tell you that right now. Well... I don't know these things, but um, there's a lot of good TV on right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, Renee Zellweger recently got plastic surgery, and you, you need to look at this because it's not so much that it doesn't look good. It's just she doesn't look like Renee Zellweger. Like, she looks like a new person, and it's very weird. Besides Jerry Maguire, can you name one other movie Renee Zellweger's been in? Bridget Jones. Cold Mountain. Nice. Yeah, I know, man. I know. Solid. That was not Googled. Now, if only that kind of knowledge could be attributable to math. It's okay. Then I'd actually make money. That's okay. <laughs> five, five, Blazers three, Summer League. 55305 is the better you today text line. Uh, somebody commenting on our last subject of Russell Westbrook's trade to the Houston Rockets. I think this is going to open up both Westbrook and Harden's game. They're going to mesh off of each other. Uh, signed Rockets fan since 2019. Well played, sir. Uh, also, kind of rolling into our next subject, love Summer League. Love not watching Pelly's not play Zion Williamson. It's really just a treat. Pretty much. That's what... <laughs> NBA Summer League was. NBA Summer League is going to continue if you are, in fact, a huge fan of it. It's just that if you're a Portland Trailblazers fan, there's really no point in watching anymore. The Blazers Summer League season is done. Now, Andy, if you take a look up above you to the left, last year when we won the uh, Summer League, Dusty Hara put up a uh, Summer League Champions banner in our office, which still does stand, by the way. Uh, it's gleaming. It is gleaming. Yeah, it is glory. Well, that was a special time for the city. And, you know, that parade through the streets of Tualatin to celebrate the Summer oh. League championship. Yeah. I don't think there's a Blazers fan out there who doesn't recall that fondly. Yeah. No, I remember it. Downtown Tualatin. It started at the uh, Coldstone Creamery and then ended at the uh, Subway Cedar Sinai uh, Business Park uh -huh. in the parking lot. Yep. <laughs> so what could you do? to draw more interest to Summer League because the NBA has done a great job of dovetailing Summer League with the end of the draft and kind of keeping this and the beginning of free agency and kind of keeping this steady stream of news and happenings in the league going. But, hey, let's crank it up. If right now it's 8, how do we get it to 10? What is going on um, in the NBA boardrooms to think through that well here's an actually an interesting scenario that i thought about it i saw somebody on uh dime magazine write about this and i thought it was kind of an intriguing idea which is the same kind of thing that the that uh the nba does during all-star games 
uh, which I, or I'm sorry, during NBA celebrity all-star games, they actually have players coach the game. I think it would be interesting if you let the players coach just one game out of the summer league. The the starters. Yeah. Yep. And you do it in the middle. Don't do it at the very first two games because that's really the excitement that's around some of the best players, right? Everybody was really, really excited that first summer league game, which was uh, Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett going at each other. Two Duke guys on two very struggling teams. You wanted to see what the future of the NBA would be like. That's intriguing. I want to watch that. But once we get into, say, the fifth game, I don't really care anymore. And so you got to get something to spice it up. I think it would be pretty sweet if you had Damian Lillard actually coaching the game. Because you get to see how Dame's basketball mind works a little bit. You get to see how he organizes players and how he is as a leader. Plus, you get the hilarious idea that if the Lakers did the same thing, Rajon Rondo would most likely coach the team. And that would just be fun to watch burst into flames because he's an idiot. Yep. Yep. I, I, I'd wonder, too, what about getting more celebrities because uh, to the game? So you, you mean have... celebrities playing in the game? No, not celebrities playing in the game because I think it has to remain serious. And it's this is like a... you want to slip Bradley Cooper in as a three on I, the Suns. I want Bradley Cooper courtside, um, you know, just kind of demonstrating, hey, th- there's some real interest here that people are flying in to check this out and it's vegas so i mean there it's not like there isn't a reason um but it's kind of interesting because you'd think that it is in fact summer most of these people you'd think are on vacation then again with movie stars or tv stars or really just entertainers in general their their vacations i would think vary because it's just based upon your project but i think you make a good point because it's like las vegas itself attracts celebrities that are on vacation or that want to get away like, if you were a celebrity that likes sports, why wouldn't you just go to one game and sit courtside? I think it would be kind of cool. I know they did that for Zion's first game just because, again, it's Zion Williamson. He's the biggest right. He's the biggest sports attract, uh, attraction since LeBron James. So, I, I mean, obviously that worked. But, you know, again, there has to be something that kind of spices up the summer league a little bit. 55305 is better, you take text line. Let us know what you think would kind of spice up summer league. And speaking of summer league, again, as we stated at the beginning of this segment, the trailblazers, uh, their summer league is over. Uh, they did win against the Milwaukee bucks last night, but because they were two and three overall, uh, that pretty much puts them out of advancement in the tournament. One of the best parts about this summer league, and you can't deny it. If you've watched even one of the games is that we know for sure. Now, Anthony Simons is for real. Uh, the final game that he had last season that was kind of a conciliatory game. It was something that we were either trying to lose or we didn't care if we won against the Kings because of playoff position. A lot of Blazer fans I know have been saying that was kind of a fluke. Uh, I don't think it's a fluke anymore when you see those summer league games. Simons knows how to create his own shot. He's somebody who's aggressive that goes to the hoop. And he also looks like somebody that can actually run the point, which is something that has been missing so much with the Trailblazers. Luke and I have talked about it constantly on this show. You know, when you have Dame sitting out, you have CJ run the offense, and it really doesn't look like an NBA offense anymore. It just looks like CJ trying to create his own shot. With Anthony Simons like this, it gives you hope that possibly the Trailblazers will be able to do something when Dame's sitting out. And it creates depth and opportunities for Dame to maybe rest a little bit more and um, save his body for when we get deeper into the playoffs and deeper into the season. And I, I love seeing the chemistry between Simons and Trent. Ooh, Those two, I'm calling it right now double trouble. 
you know, they're, it's kind of like Dame. I do and, like the double trouble. It's kind of like Dame and CJ <laughs> Jr., you know? In it fires me league. up. <laughs> it gets me jacked, to be quite honest. Um, I also wanted to talk really quick about Gary Trent Jr.'s hair. Um, he doesn't look well. Go ahead and take a look at it. Uh, he he's not he he looks like he's some cyberpunk guy from like Blade Runner, and it it weirds me out. And I'm not about it. Oh, I'm fine. I I, I think it looks nice. It's all he, he's got it all dreaded up, and you know half of it. He's got that thing the kids are doing now, which is like shaving the whole like lower circumference of their head and then keeping everything on top. Oh no, I, I like it. I think he looks good. Um, he just, he looks raggedy to me. In fact, the first time that I saw him this off season, I kind of thought he was a new player. I forgot we had Gary Trench. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw him. I was kind of confused. Then I go, Oh wait, that's him. How does he fit in to the, um, lineup next season? What did, what does he look like in the rotation? Uh, do you mean his haircut? No, just oh, his, his play. His, yeah, yeah. His play. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he's going to be fighting for minutes here. Uh, because of the fact that Anthony Simons, again, is somebody that you drafted from the IMG Academy and somebody who, you know, everybody's kind of putting stock in as the future of this team. Plus, since we acquired Kent Bazemore from the Atlanta Hawks this offseason, you got to think he's going to get significant minutes. So it's kind of going to be a battle between who's going to get more minutes, right, between Trent Jr. and Anthony Simons. You want Simons to get out there because he seems like more of a shot creator, a lot like CJ, right? He's able to go one-on-one with guys. He's able to get his own shot. Gary Trent Jr., more of a pop-and-shoot uh, pop guy, uh, great shooter. But just, you know, you got to give you got to give Simons a little bit more of the credit at this point. That's what I would say, though. But you can go ahead and let us know on the Better You Today text sign 55305. But coming up next, it is everything that you missed this past week. Good versus evil. Sinner and Saint on Portland Sports Leader. 1080, the fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. No, you guys think that we control everything. We don't. You know, some things, some balls just fly in and some don't. And good things happen when you try to do the right thing. And the bad things happen when you doubt yourself. That was handsome mug of Swiss hot chocolate Roger Federer. He's talking after his big Wimbledon semifinals win over Rafael Nadal Friday. He now meets Novak Djokovic in the final Sunday. The American men didn't show out too well for this tournament, which isn't really much of a surprise considering it's been 19 years since an American man has won a Grand Slam tournament. If not for Serena Williams and possibly now Coco Gauff, American tennis would be altogether dead. Andrew, does... The United States of America really need an international tennis star. Absolutely. It's a game that reaches all people in all countries. We want it because we always want to be the best, no matter what sport. Well, and not only that, but you remember uh, Andy Roddick, who was really our last tennis star? Amen. I don't know. He's. Eh. How about Sloan Stevens? Yeah, she's not that great anymore. Huh. She kind of sucks. Well, no, she won the U.S. Open, but I don't know. 
And also, Andy Roddick uh, very famously wore Reebok. Wore what now? He wore Reebok. Oh, he was a CrossFit athlete? <laughs> $37 million. You're slated to make $15 million. Did you know that if I just got rid of you right now, I would, I, I would save $11 million on my cap? What the hell is wrong with you? That was angry American Airlines passenger who thought he was getting dinner on the flight but ended up getting a subpar cheese plate, Stephen A. Smith. He's talking about a stupid person in Washington, Redskin Josh Norman, the all-star athlete who's been paid $75 million by the Redskins, was shown this week in a video literally jumping over a bull during the running of the bulls. Again, I'll repeat, Josh Norman, video of him at running of the bulls, clearing a bull. Now, uh, first of all, it's actually very impressive to see him do it, but Andrew, what should the Redskins do about this? That's a come to Jesus talk. That's a come sit in my office with me, Mr. Owner, and we're going to talk about your obligations and responsibilities as a player on this team. It's just... It's not cause to let him go, but he's got to have a serious talking to. I, You know, like I think about this in football too, uh, college football at least, like... They didn't have that much of a leash on you because technically they weren't paying you, quote unquote. Um, but like, I I feel like if you do something like this, you've truly quit caring about your future in football. Like you have to know as a sane human being, being Josh Norman, that this is uh, this is an issue. Hey, he you know, he also said that this was like the chance of a lifetime and he couldn't pass it. I hear that. It, it probably makes him feel alive. And, it, you know, we all feel invincible when we're younger. I get it, but, hey, pal, don't don't put yourself in that kind of jeopardy. You've yeah. got a bright future ahead of you. It is incredibly crazy that he does absolutely clear this bowl. I mean, it, it, like, it, there's no, there's no, like, uh, margin for error in this jump. I suggest you go online and watch it. The commissioner was routinely trashing the quality of the NFL's preseason because the idea was, hey, we shrink the preseason, we expand the regular season. That's what the end game has always been. The preseason stinks. Well, what do we do with these two extra games that we get rid of? Hey, I got an idea. Let's play them in the regular season. That was man who still uses an AOL email account, Mike Florio, in an effort to make more money and own human beings more effectively. The NFL has apparently stepped up to the plate with an idea. Teams would play an 18-game season in which players are mandated to participate in only 16 games. If you can do the math, that means not playing in two games. Being someone who has played football in their life, Andy, do you think this is a good idea? Bad idea. These players are already beaten enough, beaten up enough as it is, and uh, more competitive games is. But it's the idea that you can only play in 16 of those games. So even if you are, say, somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who is used to playing all 16 games, you will only play 16 out of the 18 games. And so what this does is it inserts uh, what a lot of people are saying is strategy into the season itself because then you have to kind of pick out which games you are actually going to uh, sit your players, right? Well, what I don't like about this is I think it's just another chip the owners are using in the collective bargaining agreement. And, a, and it, I think it's kind of a straw man argument they're using to exert more leverage over the players. I, I, I even wonder if this is a real proposal and they're just doing it. To, you think they're just putting it out into the news? And yeah, they're just saying, floating hey, let's see what it happens. to try to... Um, 
well to try to screw the players. Well, and the other thing, too, is because you have to leave two players out, you would imagine that they're not going to give people enough warning time uh, or warning ahead of time um, because, you know, that's all part of the strategy. Like, you can't just uh, wait until game time and say he's a game time decision and then sit him out. I'm guessing that even the week starting, you have to list him as uh, whatever they would call it, I guess, inactive. Um so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it would make the game more interesting, but, you know, the NFL keeps raking in money every single year, so it's like, I don't know why they have to put wrinkles into the game. Anything that comes out of Roger Goodell's mouth, I'm immediately suspicious. Anything, even the food he eats, suspicious. <laughs> All right, time for my favorite story of the week. Something that comes out of the wacky news of the week. This one comes from Greensville, South Carolina. That's not North, it's South. Police say a woman stole a vehicle after throwing a snake at the driver, then crashed through barricades set up for a pole vaulting exhibition in South Carolina. She what now? (laughs) Police say a woman stole a vehicle after throwing a snake at the driver, then crashed through barricades set up for a pole vaulting exhibition in South Carolina. Have the toxicology reports come back yet? (laughs) In a statement, Greenville police identified the suspect as 29-year-old and uh, get this one, Hilmary Moreno Barrios. Now, is that the snake or the woman? That is, in fact, the woman. I've never known a 29-year-old snake, though I would love to meet one. They say... She, uh, they say she was hurt in Friday's crash and released from the hospital on Monday, which is absolutely incredible that she was just released from the hospital. Authorities say that Moreno Barreos demanded a woman's keys and threw a live black snake at her. They say that she then stole the SUV with the snake still in it and crashed into the barriers for the Liberty Bridge jump off. So this is three layers to a story, my friend. It is woman stealing car. That's one layer. We're kind of at the uh, the top surface of this story. The middle layer is that she threw a snake. It's kind of your crustaceous. And then at the core of it is that she crashed into a barricade that was meant for people doing a pole vaulting thing. Well, I think clearly there's some uh, mental illness issues here. There's potentially substance abuse issues. Um, there's southern issues. Um, and... May God have mercy on her soul. Um, worse animal to get thrown at you than a snake? Scorpion. Really? Sure. <laughs> leech. Yeah. I would take a leech over a snake. Orangutan. Now, yeah. Now, orangutan would be hard. I would. I don't know how the orangutan is going to get thrown at me unless you have a cartoonish uh, catapult like they do in Looney Tunes. Yeah. A Nurkic. Nurkic! Okay. <laughs> yes, the use of Nurkic getting thrown. Would you step? Somebody on the Better You Today text line said a skunk. Uh, somebody also throwing in a, an incredible Kevin Durant jab. Uh, I know of a 30-year-old snake. Kevin Durant. Ouch! Well played. Um, yeah, I, I can't really imagine um, anything worse than a snake. You said a scorpion, which I think could be close. Because the scorpion... Like, it's now going to be 
it, it's smaller than what you can manage. Like a snake, at least you'd have a chance to grab it and throw it off. A scorpion, you're, it's kind of up to your own devices at that point. Vicious cat. Yeah, a vicious cat would be difficult. Um, other than that, I, I don't know. I mean, because the, the, the issue with a snake, right, is if you throw a snake at somebody, uh, it's going to wrap itself around you, and it might not be the bite that kills you. It could be the fact that it'll strangle you. Um, and I'm also very impressed with this woman. Uh, I'm wondering, where did she keep the snake? Like, did she find it and then throw it? My anaconda don't want none. Show. Like all show, you were like, how can I fit in Sir Mix-a-Lot? And then this was your opening. Well, which I'll give it, I'll give it a B grade for delivery. Thank you. <laughs> it was better than average. Yeah, it was better than average. I, but it also wasn't terribly uh, contextual. No, yeah. and you just didn't really, it, it didn't, it didn't hit. It didn't bite, you know? Thank like, you. <laughs> I'm a genius. Someone saying most snakes are harmless. Thank you. That's great. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're all awful. Yeah. As, uh, yeah. Badger. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Getting hit with a badger would suck because of the fact that once it gets on you, it's latched on and it'll start digging into you. A honey badger. But apparently this is a, a black snake, just a regular black snake. Christ. Andy having fun with the drops. Um, someone else was saying a skunk, which, uh, that is a good one. You're going to smell for a while. And skunks are vicious too. They'll dig India, my friend. Yes, they will. You've got to watch out. Well, this segment was brought to you by our good friends at 808. 808. That's two locations, 2454 East Birdsite and 52nd and Woodstock. Coming up in hour two, we'll take a look again at some of the big moments in NBA free agency that happened this past week. Of course, uh, a former trailblazer, well, now former trailblazer uh, voice, uh, apparently is retiring. Uh, this is breaking news happening either this past uh, last night or this morning, uh, we'll dive a little bit into uh, MLB's All-Star Game and then also finish it up with what to watch. So you're listening to The Center and the Saint on Portland Sports Leader 1080, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.